Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of The Room, a podcast brought to you by LFC Transfer Room. Uh, we are welcomed today by um, myself, Matty and Daz, my co-host, YouTube sensation Matty. How are you? You okay? Not bad, not bad. Looking forward to getting in the ground next week. Um, but yeah, not bad. How are you? I'm getting there, yeah. I, um, I'm not as, as fortunate to get tickets on the regular, so uh, my membership is in the ballot, so we'll see how many I can get. Um, yeah. And podcast extraordinaire, Daz, how are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good. Very good. Uh, a bit jealous of Matty as well. <laughs> but I, have I, to, I have to take a nine-hour flight. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That is very true. I, I just... I know that the first time that we play at Anfield this season and the first time that we hear you'll never walk alone is just it's just going to be so inspirational and it, we just cannot believe how long it's been since since we've heard that. So uh, I can't wait for it. Um, and today we are also joined by a very special guest, Jerry Mancini, uh, who writes for Laziole and Italian Football News. How are you, Jerry? Oh, fantastic. Thank you for asking. I'm very happy to join you guys. Excellent. And then just just a, a bit of background then, really, Jerry. So you're a Lazio fan. Um, and obviously there's, you know, people will put two and two together and get four, hopefully, is into why. Obviously, you're on this this week's podcast with uh, with certain transfers that we'll, we'll discuss. Um, but Daz is going to kick us off with the questions. Uh, so I'm going to pass over to you, Daz. Uh, well, my first question, Jerry, uh, thank you for coming on the, on the podcast. Um, but... I always like to uh, ask journalists, like, how did you, you know, get into to becoming a journo? So it's actually funny because for the longest time, I, I wasn't watching football. I, I've always been a Lazio fan since the 90s, but because to get broadcasting here was always difficult. For a, for a long time, we weren't. I didn't have access to watching games, and a lot of times I would just check my phones for, like, updates or online. And I would say going to London really changed me when I went from my honeymoon back in 2018-19 where I kind of re got that, that love for it where I was at um, watching the game Southampton versus Chelsea and, and what really inspired me was the fans and how passionate they are and how much they love the game. And it's, it, it's much different compared to North American sports where over here it, it's a lot of business where you do have the fans but at the same time, there's those ticket holders who just don't care. And it's just the money and the investments and the business people. So just, just the people itself, the, the, the tradition, how the Chelsea fans are in one section when they, they cheer alone, like away. And then you have the home crowd who are on the other side. And it was really a different experience. And basically that, that kind of grew my love back in. I started watching games more regularly. I found out what Dazzin was, was able to find like the app. And then one day along the road, I saw the Laziale and um, they were asking for writers. So basically I, I just shot a message and they were kind to respond and never having any experience with writing of like articles, news, anything. I just took a chance and from there, I just went one after another. And after the Laziale, I went to get to on football news. I, I've done some work for the Va, for Vavel. Uh, I think they're pretty well known in in, uh, in England. Um, and I, I just went from different sites. And from there, it, it just gave me a, a new passion for the for the sport because 
it's fun to actually write and podcast for football compared to other sports i kind of find where there's more to engage about more to talk about more topics and it's more wide related so for me that, that's how it became it was very fortunate i guess i was lucky to see the tweet on twitter where they were asking for writers and in small world was the guy who runs the Laziale is actually 10 minutes away from my house. So, which was another small uh, thing, but uh, overall it, it's been a great experience. Um, I, I'm always learning. It's allowed me to, to understand the game more, always reading, looking, reading books about what, what football is like the, the positions. I don't like to be that kind of person on Twitter where I think I know everything when I don't, and it's, it's better to learn and to be more educated and give a better response. Nice one. Um, do you want me to ask the second part or? Yeah. All right. Uh, might as well. Um, is this like your favorite time of year is the transfer uh, window? I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> I hate it. it. It's last, I think, two seasons ago, I was so into it. And now my friend, who's a, a big Napoli fan, always tells me, he's like, don't get too invested into it because the news changes so quick that today you'll be linked to Messi, tomorrow you're linked to Neymar, the next day you're linked to somebody else. It's so sporadic and so inconsistent that how, like 90% of the rumors never actually happen. So I, I, I prefer the actual football itself once it starts. That's where the excitement is for me. Yeah, it, it drives me nuts, actually. You know, uh, I, I wish the transfer window could be over in like a week. <laughs> it just kind of drags on, especially last season. But I'm actually glad about last season that it, was, it did drag on because we got Thiago and, and Jota. <laughs> It might have to uh, it might have to drag on this season as well because we seem to be dragging our heels a little bit. <laughs> um, in terms of transfers, I think we probably share, you know, what you're saying as well about the window. It's just an absolute nightmare. It seems just, just uh, a, a, you know, just a, a nightmare of epic proportions. Where even if we, you know, we, we were saying on our spaces, we do a Twitter spaces most Saturday nights as well, and we was taking callers in it's really intriguing yesterday's uh we were filming this on the sunday so obviously last night was saturday it was actually really good and we spoke for about two hours there but it's still like nobody in liverpool football club is really in the know if i'm completely honest because you know liverpool don't link leak information they don't want leaked to the media um so there's so many players that are being discussed i suppose with with most teams, it's the same, but there's always a little hint. You know, we knew of the Sancho deal, for instance. We know of this Jack Grealish deal coming. We knew of the Varane deal. We don't have that as Liverpool fans. I think Thiago perhaps was the one in recent memory, but that seemed to be all from the Spanish side, you know, that was being reported. And there was hardly anything from Liverpool. In fact, I think the rumours from Liverpool was it was all shut down. You know, James Pearce uh, from The Athletic said, no, nope, Thiago deal is not happening from Anfield, you know, sources. So... Yeah, Liverpool fans share your uh, hatred, I'm sure, of the uh, transfer window. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you, even with Lazio, it's the same way where they don't like to leak any information as well. They try to keep everything tight. It, it's similar. It's phenomenal though when some it does happen. Like we saw it with Fabinho. I think that was the first time, uh, and I literally remember like coming home and it was like in an evening announcement, and there was on Twitter. Obviously, there was like rumors was going to sign Fabinho out of nowhere, and then. An hour later, he was booked in for a medical. A, a, an hour later after that, it was a done deal. So that was phenomenal. Like, and same as Jota last year. Those are the ways in which I would like to see a transfer pull out. But 
you know, like you've said, you have people on Twitter who are quite like me as well, I suppose, and all of us a little bit impatient. And we're always refreshing the Twitter feed saying, like, who's Liverpool going to sign? You're probably the same with Lazio too. Um, so, yeah, it's quite frustrating, the transfer window. And I really hate the fact as well, and I know why it's open, but I hate the fact that it's still open when the season begins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a great, really great point. It should be done before the season begins. Um in many ways because it becomes a distraction where your best player is linked and 99% chance he's leaving and he's been training for the last two months for what? To to, to be part of a team that he's not going to be part of? It, it, it's a good point. And it, it disrupts the whole tactics of how the manager is going to approach the season and now he has to reconvene and reconsider like what's going to happen with the new player that's coming in. You, you, it's a good point what you're saying. Looking at our transfers, um, looking at transfers, uh, one player who is of where he's to Liverpool still is Luis Alberto. He's been linked at leaving Lazio this summer for 60 million. Liverpool 30% selling calls when we sold just to Lazio means we could get a, a fair bit of change if he does go. Can you see him going? And, how much would you just miss him? Because for Liverpool, Luis Alberto was didn't cover himself in glory. Where at Lazio, he's the star man, isn't he? Yeah, I don't see him leaving at all. Um, I think that's kind of put underneath the rug. Unless someone has sixty million to offer, which I don't see this summer. Maybe next summer it, it could happen. Where where the, the league starts to recover and teams start to make money again and have that financial resource to pay a player like Luis Alberto. Um, it seems as if uh, Maurizio Sarri has kind of won him over and and is enjoying his his ideas, his tactics, his thoughts because he's looked kind of um, positive during preseason slash training where he's giving full effort and, and is convinced by by the the game plan of Maurizio Sarri. Um, in 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 regards to being a better midfielder with Lazio, I, I credit that to Simone Inzaghi, where one of the most underrated managers, I feel, and, and will be one of the most talk, talked about managers for years to come, kind of restored the careers of players such as Luis Alberto and Chido Immobile, and they have flourished in a 3-5-2 and it has been able to get the best out of them. Um, I'm curious to see how Liber- how he does in a 4-3-3 now. Um, uh, Luis Alberto, if if he is able to transition to a new formation and new tactics, and sorry, has already said that he is the key guy or one of the key guys going forward that he needs to be fundamental and and make sorry ball kind of like proper and work. So the only thing I I say with Alberto is that his it's his uh, attitude where he's often in the in the public where he, he does something negative and, and it gives him a bad image. Um, he needs to be more, less vocal and keep things inside the dressing room when something doesn't go right. Last year was like the airplane um, and criticizing Latito for purchasing a plane where he didn't even buy personally. I, I don't think he really put any money into it. This year, he, he's not happy. He shows up to training late. Um, there's been previous incidents of him with him, so that's always his downfall. But overall, complete midfielder were, and, and I don't blame Lazio not willing to take anything less than sixty million for him because 
he is worth that much. But the longer you wait and the older he gets, you're not going to get as much as you hope. That's another issue. It's interesting now because I, I mean, at Liverpool, he was only young. Um, but to see that he's developed an attitude after probably being a player at Liverpool who was trying to break into the team and having to show a good attitude to break into the team, to then go to a team, be the star man, and then sort of an attitude problems. It's crazy. It's proper crazy. But just how good is he for Lazio? Would if if he was to leave Lazio, would the season be a shambles without him? Yeah, absolutely. You don't have another attacking midfielder who can replace him and be as clinical as he is. Um, I saw a report on Friday. There was a tweet by uh, I, I forgot the site. I apologize, but uh, he had the second most created chances in in the top five leagues. And he finished second behind um, Kevin De Bruyne on uh, on Man City, and that just tells you how impactful he is. And you, you take a player like that out of your lineup, who's creating chances, who's cre- who's delivering those key passes? He's been top three or four in the last five seasons with Lazio in key passes. Um, it, wow. It's an unbelievable what he's able to do. He had, I believe, nine goals this season. And, and a lot of people were criticizing him because he wasn't getting assists. But he's not the guy who can score as well. His, his distribution's unbelievable. And Immobile did a, miss a lot of chances at times. Um, there are other players as well. But if people actually convert their chances of what Luis Alberto's distributing by, you see his assists go to like 10 last year. So impactful player. You take him out of the lineup, they, they are – there's a big hole in that midfield. I know that Sergei Milinkovic Savage is 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 unbelievable, but he complements him. They 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 contribute each other where one is able to provide on the offensive side where the other has been more of a box to box midfielder who's impactful on both ends. So garbage. Where do you, um, I mean, just just really interested just to hear really from Lazio's point of view, where do you think, or what do you think would be a success for Lazio? Because obviously you've got you've got Juventus, the powerhouse that is Juventus. I mean, Inter Milan last season had a phenomenal season. I know that they're in financial disarray at the moment, looking to have to raise funds. I've obviously sold Hakimi. So where do, where do Lazio fit in now in Serie A and where do they fit into what would be a successful season? Um Good question. I would say top six. A Europa League spot would, would be a success. Um, up and beyond would be a finishing fourth for Champions League, which is a possibility. It all depends how they do in the transfer market. Again, going from a new manager, new personnel, new tactics, it's going to take time for Lazio to basically adjust and adapt to the to the new system um i don't expect i expect good weeks and I expect bad weeks um, the, the fans have to be patient i think that's the most important because we've been not spoiled but we've been fortunate to have a manager who really did the most with very little in the last five seasons um that might not be the case this year because sorry has he he demands a lot from his players Again, you, you, you have to consider that. You need to buy wingers, which you didn't have in a 3-5-2. You need fullbacks now, which you didn't have in a 3-5-2. So there's a lot of components here where it's going to take time to, to flip. It's not going to be overnight. But I guess the, the most important thing is to see matches where 
you're seeing progress. You're seeing that transition where things are starting to come into light and things are getting better. But I, I expect highs and lows this year, and, and it's gonna that's how it's going to have to be probably. Surely it's exciting though, having a savvy. Because like, he's one of them managers who will go to a club like Lazio who isn't a powerhouse like he events us and, and do well. No, absolutely. That is uh, that is very beneficial because we have someone who knows how to win, who's managed for big clubs, and we really haven't had that in, in quite a while. Um, I would say our last manager who was really good was, um, and I, his name is blank right now, is the guy who left Switzerland, um, who left for Bordeaux. I forgot his name. Uh, he just recently resigned with uh, Switzerland. Um, um, uh, Petrovic. Uh, Petrovic was one of our was the last guy I can remember who was really good with Lazio and, and managed to win something. So, aside not being named Simone Inzaghi, so you know what, this is a big step for Lazio. It's because the investment in getting a guy like Sorry means that teams trying maybe be more ambitious, is considering to buy players, maybe invest more, look long term, trying to win something. So. It's a it's a bright spot for for a club like Lazio, who's not really known to spend a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, I think um, yeah, we, Liverpool probably adopt a similar philosophy with Lazio in that sell to buy that that is you know apparent in both clubs. Really, um, speaking about, I mean, obviously, I, I know it's not necessarily Lazio based, but obviously, a writer for Italian Football News. Um, we at LFC Transfer Room had an exclusive with Sport One's Florian. Uh, Plettenberg, who confirmed that Liverpool and Chelsea made a bid for Federico Chiesa. So obviously, you know, I've, after the Euros, he's he was probably sort of the most sought after winger, you know, there was. And obviously, this is a complicated deal because whilst he's loaned out from Fiorentina with an obligation to buy at Juventus, Juventus finished in the top four, so therefore they are a you know, that clause has been met that he will be a Juventus player should he accept their contract, etc. So um, Florian Plettenberg basically told us that um, Liverpool made a bid for Chiesa. Chiesa wasn't interested. He wants to, you know, pave his future at Juventus, which is absolutely fine, as most Italian players do. What are your views on, on Chiesa? And do you think there's anyone in Serie A that Liverpool should be looking at, you know, in that forward, anywhere across the front three position? Oh, that's, that's a good question. I, I didn't prepare. <laughs> when it comes to, like, who's good, I, I never actually, even my own team, I never really have an idea. But in terms of Chiesa, um, I guess he's comfortable with, with Juventus playing I guess, regardless of the best team in Serie A, you have to say, and it's a big transition from Fiorentina to Juventus, which really helped him because I always said that playing in Fiorentina is always going to bury good players. Uh, Dusan Vlahovic is another one where I don't, I don't see him staying long-term. There's just no, there's, there's no foundation, no consistency, no game plan where they, they know what the future is like and they've just ruined so many players and Chiesa was was one of those who I, I, I thought that just was used under so many different managers because they never kept a consistent manager. You got different tactics every year, different ideas every year and, and it just ruins a player because they just don't know what's going on. You can't have a player think five different ways in, in three seasons. It's just not healthy for them. 
So the transition to Juventus, playing for a bigger club, maybe had kind of raised his game. Um, I'm curious to see how he does this year under Allegri. He, he's going to be playing with – this is probably his best manager he'll ever play under and can really help his game even more and further develop him. Um, in regards to, like, players similar like him, I guess Domenico Berardi is one that – has been mentioned and rumored possibly of leaving Sassuolo. I know he's in his prime now. That's maybe someone who can go to Liverpool and, and, and make a difference, can can provide goals, can score. Um, I guess that's one name that comes to my mind. Um, I don't know how many wingers are actually available right now on the market, but uh, that I would say that's one in, in, in particular. I think it's a um, really interesting point, actually, because we've also been rumoured with uh, Dusan Vlahovic as well, obviously from Fiorentina. And we, uh, we've done a couple of podcasts on him. We've done a couple of spaces on him. And every time I talk about him, I sell myself to him even more because it's something that Liverpool haven't had. Not as dynamic as that. Obviously, we had the, the target men of Benteke and you could say Rigi is a little bit of a target man as well. But every time we talk about Dusan Vlahovic, I'm like, oh, I want him more and more. Um, and I think, you know, like you say, at Fiorentina, and no offence to the Viola at all, because, you know, at the end of the day, if a big club comes knocking and you are Vlahovic, you are going to want to leave. And it's just whether or not at 21 years old, he wants to take that leap just yet. But he does excite me every time I talk about him and, and Matt and Daz and I discuss him on the podcast. I think... I think the problem is that there there's very few complete number nines now in today's football game, and, and it's pretty scary. Um, how many number nines do you know that are, are really good and can, can score at an elite level? Um, and I've heard this on many podcasts, personally. I didn't even think about it until I've heard on previous podcasts. I've read it where you, you don't have that number nine who just plays that role and can just score goals on a consistent basis. And Dusan, Dusan Vlahovic is probably one of the very few, along with Ahalan, who's coming up and, and can score at a consistent rate and play their position purely. So there's not very there's very few in that in that regards, and it's kind of kind of scary. Like people regarded Timo Werner as as a number nine before he joined Chelsea, and he's one of the biggest ways I gotta say. Yeah, uh, bombed. Yeah, I, I just I watched him today for I watched the the, the, the preseason maybe five minutes and he missed a, a clear chance down the left side and I don't think he'll ever be the same like he was in Germany. Um, I think this is a guy who just needs to find his confidence again. But that's a side topic. But again, number nines are, are very hard and Vlahovic is is one is one. If he joins Liverpool, I think that Klopp can do a lot of damage with him. Yeah, Definitely. I agree. I 100% agree. And like I say, every time we talk about him, I get more and more excited about him as well. Moving on to uh, <clears throat> our favourite adopted scouser, Lucas Lever. I've never known a player be so bad, then turn so good and so loved at Liverpool Football Club. And he, he sort of followed that on to Lazio, wasn't he? Like, he is adored by Lazio fans, um, arguably one of the best central defensive midfielders in the league. Tell us about Lucas at Lazio because I haven't seen much of him since he's left, and I'm intrigued because I do hear good things about him. Just what's he like for you? He's been fantastic. Um, one of the most underrated CDMs in in football. Um, his his decision making, his tackling, his recovery rate. It's it's unbelievable how much space he can cover. 
I always say that he makes Sergey Malinkovic Savage and Luis Alberto better at times because of the way he's able to to be so effective in the back end and allow those two to play more further up the pitch and and be more creative, more attack minded. Um, he, he's I always say he's like the fifth defenseman in the back where where he he can he can contribute and, and help at any time. He makes those dangerous tackles in the box where you think you're gonna get a foul but you don't. But then. Like you were saying earlier, before the pod, where he makes those ta- tackles outside the box, but he gets fouled. So he knows where to commit the foul where he needs to, but he'll never commit inside the box. And he's good at blocking too. Like unbelievable decision making when to make that that clinical save, like that block shot where he makes a big difference in a game. Yeah, he doesn't score. I agree. Like that's not his that that's not his area of strength. But it, 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 people forget how impactful he is with the intangibles of how he's a leader, how he can he, he can cover that that inch of space so quick and, and make a difference in a game. So Lucas Leva has been unbelievable. Um, I would say now he's kind of dipped off in form because they have overused him the last four, I believe, four seasons he's been with us, four or five. But um, like, but like. When you're used every single game in all three competitions, it, it wears you down. So, we fans have mentioned it that they need a backup to Lucas Leva because he's not at that level anymore where he could play three times a week when there's um, Europa League. It kind of affects him. Like last year, there was a handful of games maybe where he was really good. It was probably one of his most downfall years um, since joining Lazio, but. He's done a remarkable job replacing Lucas Biglia for for the price that we were able to get him from Liverpool and the job that he's done. It's been great business by Lotito and Iglitare. Lucas though he is he is he's thirty four, uh, thirty five in January. So I do think Lazio probably do need to probably start looking at, at bringing someone who can maybe learn from him to replace him because he'd get into the twilight days of his career now and. It, how long's left on his on his deal? One year. One year. Yeah. Do you think he'd renew under Savvy? Do you think he could maybe turn into the someone like Kante? Not saying he's anywhere near as good as Kante, but the Kante role that Savvy had Kante playing at Chelsea, like winning the ball back, distributing it. Is that something Lucas will play under Savvy, or do you think he might get drifted out in the Savvy system because of his age and his his decline now? That's a good question. Um, I I don't know. Maybe he can be as a Conte. Um, he's all, he's already kind of quoted that it's been a it's a hard transition going to Sorry Ball, but it's very demanding. He was saying, um, but that's gonna happen at the age of thirty four, where you're in the the back end of years, and it's never gonna be as easy. So he he could be. Uh, could, I, I see him playing more as like that holding midfielder where, he, like you said, he's going to win those challenges, try to distribute the ball up front. And I think that Luis Alberto and Savage are going to play more higher up the pitch because they're they're more clinical at scoring, more at making those passes to the final third. So Leva is going to have a big part in under, sorry. That's 100%. How he uses him, I'm not even sure, to be honest. 
We'll, um, I mean, we can't not talk about Liverpool and Lazio and uh, not discuss another potential move from Liverpool to Lazio and obviously the rumours of Jordan Shakiri uh, departing Merseyside. Um, I think that if the rumours are true and if obviously Lazio are making moves, I think you are going to get hopefully one hell of a player because while Shakiri in the past two seasons hasn't hit the same heights as he did in the first season, there's definitely a player there. And seeing him in the European Championships for Switzerland, he looked like a player rejuvenated. He looked like a player who's got a point to prove. And going to Lazio and, and having that responsibility and that role as an experienced title winner, a, a, a two-time Champions League winner, a two-time FIFA Club World Cup winner, you know, I think he'll flourish under under Sarri and I think he'll flourish under, you know, in the Serie A as well. So I really do hope that that is a move that happens and not just obviously from from our part, you know, of, of raising funds and obviously, you know, unregistering him for our for our 17 non-homegrown quota. But I really hope it works out for Shakiri because if anything, he's the luckiest charm you'll ever have as a, as a footballer because he's, he's found success everywhere he goes almost, you know, apart from Stoke. Uh, but even then for them... He, he was brilliant for Stoke City as well. So, yeah, thoughts uh, thoughts on Shakiri. Well, it's the ongoing issue of this liquidity ratio that I just learned last season where it's just like a stumbling block for all the like, Serie A clubs, especially Lazio. Um, before even thinking if Shakiri will come, the biggest question is they need – or the biggest thing that has to happen for us is the sales. Lazio need to sell players in order to bring players in. Um They've already have Basic, Toma Basic, who's waiting to join Lazio. Um, we have uh, Felipe Anderson, who joined from West Ham, Luca Romero. But all these can't officially register with Lazio until they, they make some money and make some sales. And I don't know why it's so difficult with Lazio to, to kind of sell players off where other teams are kind of having an easier time. And maybe it's... it's Latito trying to demand too much for players, overvaluing them. I noticed that sometimes, but um, a guy like Shakiri can could make a difference. I, I do agree the last two seasons haven't been great, but I also consider when Chiro Immobile and Luis Alberto, we go back to when they joined Lazio, they weren't at their highest. And to get a guy like Shakiri where you know that he has a lot of potential – and if his value is so low right now, it, it's worth taking advantage of. If you can get a player like that for, and they, I think Liverpool mentioned that they they be they be willing to lower the price in order to sell him. If, if I'm not wrong about that, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they were saying that they will go lower than 10 million. There, I saw some reports seven million, eight million. Um, but that's a steal, mate. If you if you've got that reports over here, I think are around about ten to fifteen million. Ten pounds, to fifteen. But I mean, if you can get Shakiri for lower than fifteen, I, I personally think that's a snip if he stays fit. I personally think they're, they're going to lower the price because how we need to. Yeah, yeah it's we the, it's, we need to for our homegrown quota because so we can't physically bring bring anyone in who's not English until we sell a foreign player. So I think Liverpool probably would maybe well if, if Lazio came in and said our final offers eight million, take it or leave it. I think Liverpool would probably take take it. And I think Shakiri also would probably say, listen, I'm not in your plans, especially with the emergence of Harvey Elliott. Basic playing in every position that Shakiri plays in, he's going to get more minutes this year, and it's it's money that Liverpool need. It's Shakiri needs it. Shakiri needs first team football, and I don't think it would be fair on Shakiri to to hang you know to keep him 
just for the sake of two or three million pounds extra. That's, that's a good point. And he plays the right side where he's primarily a right winger. No, that's his main yeah. position, but he's versatile. He can play as a left winger. He can play as an attacking midfielder. So this is a guy that you, he comes into the 4-3-3 under Sarri. He gives him some valuable options. Um, I, I would see him playing as a left winger maybe and, and Felipe Anderson playing on the right only because Brawl Morrow right now is, is only our left winger and he's 17, I believe, or eight, 17 years old, which he's still very young. So I could see him slotting in and I don't, I don't know about what's going to happen with Joaquin Correa and that's, that's the other stumbling block is that they need to sell Correa and if they can get that $35 million, it opens the door for, for a lot of players to come in after. So I think Shakir, I like Shakiri for the price. I think that this is a player who can turn his career around. Has mentioned he wants to play under Sorry, so it's very encouraging. I guess it, it, there's still another month, but as time as time progresses, Lazio fans become more worried of what's going to happen and who's going to go and who's going to come. So there's a lot of parallels. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of parallels between Liverpool and Lazio, isn't there, at the moment, what we're discussing. Um, but but yeah, I thought that Liverpool has so much money like the other five clubs. Or is that all an exaggeration where it's really just Chelsea and Man City who really have all the money compared to the rest well, of the English? I mean, Liverpool have, have a lot of money. They're just a well-run business. So you'll see Chelsea and Manchester City, <clears throat> they take loans off their owners and they pay the owners back and stuff. Where Liverpool... Only really spend what they what they earn. They're quite a well-run club, uh, but the owners have never ever ever put a penny in of their own money, uh, which is it's quite quite annoying, I suppose. Um, but I do I enjoy it more because with Chelsea and City, they could literally go to the same with Jack Grealish. They've decided they want him. They're going to go and pay whatever they want to get him. Same with with Harry Kane. I feel as though that that model, what uh, Chelsea and City and even United to an extent operate. I feel like that's the real killer of football rather than what the Super League would have been. I feel like the football got ruined a long time ago by, by owners like that. Okay. Yeah, well, I just and, wasn't sure. Yeah, I mean, our owners are, are much more focused, like Matty said, on the business side. So if we have 100 million, that's not going to transfers. That's going to expanding the stadium or that's going to like building a new training complex, something that can make Liverpool more valuable as a commodity that hmm. they can eventually go on to sell. So they, you know, they are very much business-based, as, as Matty quite rightly said, um, rather than an oligarchy's hobby, you know. Um, as, as you know, that's, but that, that, is, that is what it is. I don't think, I think if you ask our fan base if they're split on the owners, 100%, they will, they will be split. Some love them, some hate them. Um, so, yeah, it's, that's, but that's, that's football. And you talk about uh, Shakiri's versatility, uh, if he plays on the left, he once very famously whipped in a ball from the left-hand side onto Gino Wijnaldum's head uh, against Barcelona and probably, if not the best comeback, the second best comeback in football in history. Uh, so if he plays on the left, he can do a job as well. No, And I think that there will also be a sell-on. If Liverpool is going to sell him for $8 million, you, you better believe that there's going to be like a 15% sell-on or something that they're going to want back on it. That, that's how they'll make their money back on this deal. That's that's probably another catch. That's what they've done with Alberto, isn't it? I do think Lazio probably sell him for cheaper if he didn't have a thirty percent sell on clause with him. Because if you sell him for sixty million, thirty percent of that Liverpool are getting 
20 odd million of that of that money that users are selling for so it it's smart business uh, if the player does progress but do, i think shakiri would thrive under sari to be honest with you i think he would end up becoming one of the best players in Serie A. i think he needs a team like that where he starts every week he's not the big fish but he's one of the big fishes where mm-hmm. at liverpool, he went from stoke being the big man to liverpool probably being one of the lower options uh, and i think that hasn't helped him as well because he's one in switzerland he's the big the big player and he always performs i think with Shaqiri, he needs to be relied on because when he's relied on he performs like richie said we've seen him in the game against barcelona he was relied on in that game and performed probably the best i've seen Shaqiri perform in a red shirt well that ball he put into to Salah as well and, yeah Right on his foot, bang uh, in the back of the net. No, uh, he's he's a fantastic player. Um, uh, Lazio would be, you know, so I think that's the place where he, he could go. The Italian league isn't as you know physical as as the Premier League, um, but yeah, you'd be you'd be laughing for getting getting him for eight mil. Well, we'll see what uh, what they have planned. I I I won't. I won't buy into any buying transfer market until I see a player get sold first, and then 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 we can. Uh... Without Goins, one player who gets linked to Liverpool pretty much every single summer is Serge Milinkovic-Savic. Do you think he could depart this summer? Not not to Liverpool. I don't think that'd happen. But he's a player who's. I think he's absolutely incredible, and it's strange that so many big clubs haven't went in for him before. I don't see him going anywhere. Um, Latito values his good players high, and I mean high. Like he wants a hundred million for him, and uh, wow. I think the close, the lowest he's gone is eighty million. And I don't blame him. And when you're playing, when you're buying a guy like Jack Grealish for a hundred million, I, I'm going to demand Savage a hundred million too. And, and 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 the fact is that Latito doesn't want to be bossed around by these bigger clubs, who who he, where he knows they have the money to buy his player. And well, he's not going to bow down and say just because my team only makes a quarter of what you make, I'm going to accept what you what you're offering me. No. And 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 if anything, before he sells Savage, I think the first player that will be gone is Luis Alberto, because wow. Savage is still younger. I believe he's what 26 years old. Um, he he's viewed as a possible choice to be captain of Lazio. He's talked about how he wants to hold a bigger leadership role with the club. Um, I've had people reach out to me telling me that one person reached out actually said that he lives down the street from Savage and was mentioning to me that he loves the city of Rome. He, he embraces it, um, doesn't want to move anywhere else. The only other place I can ever see him leaving is Real Madrid because he's publicly said on a show that it's like his dream team to to play for, and I think he likes the 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 atmosphere, the city, because the hot weather. It's similar to Rome, I would I would assume. So, yeah. Savage has never complained about leaving. He's always been a true role model to this team, a, a leader. Um, unless something comes along, but he, he he he's very mature for his age. I have to say, like very mature um, compared to other players on on the team. So, I'm. Um, I don't see Savage leaving anytime soon. That that's one player. I I, I see like I said, I, I see Alberto being sold well before he does. There we go. Well, um that is it. For-
for another edition of The Room. And uh, thank you all for joining us. Special thanks, obviously, as well to you, Jerry, who's like, you know, knowledge about Italian football is insightful. And, you know, hopefully, like I say, Jadon Shakiri will find his feet if obviously things work out for you at Lazio and, and offloading players. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for that. I hope you've enjoyed it. And um, I hope you've, you know, found our company as uh, endearing as we found yours. No, it was very fun, very interesting. And thank you for the for the insight as well for Liverpool and Lucas Leva and everything. Um, it was great joining you guys. So thank you. That's all right. Thank, thank you. you very much. So from Daz, Matty and I, as always, we will be uh, around every, well, most Saturdays on our spaces, uh, but we will be releasing a podcast every Tuesday on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google and Android. All right. But from all of us now, thank you for listening. And as always, up the Reds. Up the Reds.